Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Freaking first cut. Golly! Welcome to the First Cut Podcast. I'm Rick Gaiman, and this is your round one for this week's Masters. And joining me to break it all down, the man of the hour, the man that everybody's talking about. It's Kyle Porter. KP, what's up? Yeah, it's not Justin Rose that everybody's talking about. It's Kyle Porter after day one of the Masters. I, You want to hear how this happened? Of course, yeah, it's literally the number one thing. It's really the only thing on the outline. We're going to go rogue after that. It is It is all about, I don't know, I probably like 7.30 my time this morning. I'm watching golf. I see Lee Westwood bend down to take a drop, and I see my guy KP right behind him, and that was just the start. So I'm following DJ and <laughs> the Westy DJ Strafacci group, and this ball like careens off a tree and goes behind me, and I'm like, oh, I'll get an up-close look at, like, I thought they were going to have to play, a, like, a flop kind of around a tree or maybe over the, the little TV tower that was right there. So I'm like, oh, I'll get a, you know, up-close front-row seat. And then all of a sudden I look across the way and there's a camera pointing right at me. And I saw this kind of in the middle of everything. I didn't really think anything. The only thing I thought was, like, oh, maybe some of my friends that are watching on, you know, my shot will see, like... I don't know. We'll see me on there. Because I've got friends that like Westy. Here we go. If you're there watching YouTube. Yeah. I did not realize I was doing this. I <laughs> don't really think about how I stand. So to to add to the story, I'm following DJ, drop back with Rory's group. Rory hits his dad and with a ball on seven. And we're standing right there. And Jerry, his dad, looks up. He's laughing about it. And he's like, I should ask him for an autograph. <laughs> and so I'm like, oh, this is a great nugget. Like, nobody's out here. Like, nobody will have this. Right. Right. So I'm running in after the front nine. And I'm like, oh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to blow up Twitter. You know, nothing's going on. This is going to be great. I'm going to just fire this off, blow up Twitter a little bit. Little did I know, mm-hmm. my image the image of me watching lee westwood had already blown up twitter all morning yeah and i was so here's how bad it got rick my wife not on twitter not on instagram doesn't do facebook (laughs) i texted her and she said you know it's bad whenever i already know about it i I was like how do you know about it and she said that friends of hers had been texting her about it it was not not a good scene this morning. The best one. What's your favorite one here? Uh, the one when eventually we get to Patrick Reed. So producer Jacob is going through all of these on YouTube right now. The one of, of you sitting like in the flower bush next to Patrick Reed uh, is my favorite. I don't know if I don't know how many we have to go through to find it, but that was my favorite. The, the, <laughs> there's a questionable <laughs> one with Kepka. The, the one, the Carson one with go scroll up, producer Jacob, if you're watching on YouTube. The one with Carson right there, uh, where it's Spieth on, yeah, right there. Oh, yes, yeah, Spieth on 12. That's pretty good. Scroll down a little, producer Jacob. 
the one with Kepka reading a putt under my legs, right? Here. Okay. Go, oh, go up, go up, go up. Cause that one, that one's hard to find. Yeah. Right. It's, yeah. it's, it's an Easter egg. It's hidden. Yeah. Kepka's reading a putt between my legs. And uh, yeah, the whole thing was just, you know, it, it was, it, I tried to lean into it. Cause you don't want to be the guy that's like, Oh, you know, acting too serious or whatever. So I, I thought, I thought we had fun with it. I thought it was good. It, it, it was really good. And um, you, you know, we, we all know, I mean, you don't have your phone out there. Like that's the key. So we all yeah. know, like we, I'm, I'm dying inside. I'm like, he's going to get back. And he is, he has no idea. This is building. Like it was just, it was awesome. It was the just text, it was the so amount fun. of texts and WhatsApps that I had was just I couldn't believe like what had happened, what had transpired. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Well, I'm sure, uh, I'm sure we're not done with that because it's perfect, but for now we'll put a pin in it. We'll talk a little bit of golf. And I want to remind you that CBS sports is your home as always to watch DJ Brooks, Rory, and all the action unfold at Augusta, whether you're looking to watch on the range featured groups, amen, corner holes, 15 and 16, all four rounds. And of course the CBS broadcast over the weekend, it's all available on on cbssports.com and the CBS Sports mobile app, as well as Paramount+. Plus. Uh, the course looked hard, KP. It sounded hard. Like when balls were, were landing on greens, it was a, a distinct sound. It played nearly three shots over par. Kepka uh, had a couple of comments about how much grass might actually be on the surface of some of these greens. What was your assessment up close? I th- I didn't see that Kepka quote. I wish I would have seen it now because that's kind of what I've been thinking all week. And, you know, sometimes we do the thing before the tournament where it's like, oh, fast and firm. It's going to be crazy. And then even at Wingfoot, it was like, oh, there's like a bunch of guys shot 66 today, 65 today. That is not what this was. This was a U.S. Open at Augusta National, which is awesome. Uh, what do, do you have kept this quote in front of you? I do. So Eric Patterson tweeted this out. He said, quote, there's not much grass on a couple of those greens on the back of six. There's no grass and nine. I don't know if there is grass unquote. Yeah. I thought that on seven, even I was on seven for a while and there's a differentiation in some of the grasses that is pretty startling. You're like, Oh wow. And it's not, um, it's not like concrete or it wasn't today. It could get like that where balls are bouncing over like as, as tall as Ian Woosnam is, but it's, uh, it's very slippery. And I think you saw that on Spieth's three putt on nine where it's like, and he knew it immediately. It's like, how do you stop? Like what? Yeah. I mean, even the, the chip, I will get to speed that the chip he had on 15. I mean, how many guys chipped it in the water off the back of 15? It would have been one more without that flag stick right there. <laughs> yes, it would, it would have. But um, that's that's the part where it's like it was just really hard. Like I don't know what the putting stats were. We don't have strokes gain stuff, but I, I bet they were. I bet it was like it's all relative, so it kind of all zeros out. But it 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 was a really difficult. I thought um, kind of like getting your speeds right. That's something that Greg talked about early in the week. Right? Is like having having touch around some of these greens was just and the, the the pin locations were hard too it was just it was hard it was really difficult 
which again is awesome and can create separation at the top of the board. It was very difficult unless your name is Justin Rose, who shot a seven under 65 KP. He stepped on eight T at two over and then he eagles eight. He birdies nine. He birdies 10. He adds two more at 12 and 13. He caps it off with three birdies at 15, 16, and 17. He gains seven, nearly seven and a half strokes on the field on his inward nine alone. Uh, I think that uh, the, the surprise of all of this came from, you know, Justin Rose himself. He said in his post-round interview, he said, I had no idea where my game was at this week. And he was talking about a quote from uh, his, his swing coach, Sean Foley. And he said something like, I, I don't know if you you're close, but it's better, which does not elicit a ton of confidence or at least not the confidence we saw from Justin Rose on Thursday at Augusta national. Yeah, there's a lot going on here. You know, I, I think that first of all, it was one of the best, what, 10 rounds of all time at Augusta national. Oh yeah. Yeah. It has to be. He gained nine and a half shots on the field. The, his last 11 holes alone, he gained like 12 and a half on the field. I think, uh, I think, Justin Ray said it's one of, I think, I think he said one of eight rounds at nine and a half strokes gained or better. Mm. And you look at this field, dude, and it's like, I know Tiger's not here, but I, I think it's top 58 in the world, which is kind of unusual. Usually somebody's hurt, maybe a couple guys, you know, whatever, maybe there's a WD. So you could argue it's the best you, I think you could make the argument that it's the best master's field of all time. Now without Tiger, eh, maybe not, but I think that argument's in play and to go nine and a half strokes gained in round one, the, the other, the, the thing Rose is not the only one surprised by this. I'm surprised by this. You're surprised by this. He's got three top tens in his last 19 starts worldwide. And it's, and his numbers are bad. They're just not good. Like he's had, he kind of pops up every once in a while, but he just, he hasn't, he hasn't been playing good golf, but then you turn it around and it's like, is this a scenario? And I, I want I kind of want your answer to this. Is this a scenario where you get kind of an, I don't know about an all time great, but one of the best, one of the better guys of the last, what, 25 years and you stick him in this situation and he just remembers how to do it. Like, is that what we're looking at here over the next three days? Well, I, I am worried that like, yeah, this guy, of course, you know, we've got the Olympics, we've got the, the U S open win. like he he's not going to fade because of pressure. Like he might fade because his game isn't as sharp as it was uh, five years ago or even two years ago when he was the number one player in the world. But like, I don't think he's feeling the pressure. I think he, I think he feels like he stole a couple of shots around Augusta national. And now he has a cushion to go out on Friday morning, probably on the favorable side of the draw on Friday and maybe put up a number 69. 68 that really gives him a cushion going into the weekend and i don't think he wilts from the pressure or anything like that i think if he can just hold it together okay with his game he's going to be around for a while i mean if he shoots 70 even on friday yeah. uh he's going to be up like five going into the weekend mm -hmm. and yeah. then all of a sudden i, I don't know there's a uh, do, how about this do you think justin justin rose of the field right now do you think justin rose wins no, I'd still take the field. Uh, when, when the course is playing two and a half shots over par, and it's probably going to play something like that all week long, there were also a lot of big numbers out there, and there's a lot of doubles lurking. There's a lot of triples lurking. This lead, which is currently four, could go away very, very quickly, especially for a guy who, uh, by his own admission, has not been in great form. Well, that, that's kind of what I think, too. And that's why I wish we had strokes gain stuff, because I don't know how much to attribute to putting. Even if you attribute all of it to T to green, though, 
like he's just he just hadn't been hitting it good. Like if this was um, JT, I'd be like, might be over, yeah. right? And it, but yeah. it's not. If this was Justin Rose four years ago, I'd be like, mm, might be over, but yeah. it's not. And I just, I mean, it's very, you saw Hovland triple one, you saw Speed triple nine. Like there are doubles and triples all over the yard. So I, I just. I, it's a great round. It's a good story. I I like Justin Rose. I think, you know, he's had a lot of heartbreak at Augusta, kind of low key heartbreak, losing to Sergio, getting yep. boat raced by Spieth in fifteen, uh, and he's been really good there. I just I, I don't I don't know how much I'm buying the seven under right now. It just it feels a little unsustainable. Yeah, and his his playoff loss to Sergio was kind of ugly. Like I feel like he, there wasn't much life in it. It was just it was weird. Um, let's keep it rolling. Jordan Spieth is inside the top ten. That uh, by some people's accounts, by the trends, is important. He's one under par. He's six shots back, but that means he's only two back of the guys in second. He makes that triple on nine where he is. In, he's in prison on the right hand side. He hits a tree trying to punch out. He's got to get up and down. It just it get it gets ugly after that. And then he gets what I think is probably KP a three shot swing on 15. He's chipping back down the hill. It hits the stick. It goes down for Eagle. If that doesn't hit the stick, it's certainly going into the water. He probably makes bogey. I think he gets a three shot swing on that hole alone. Yeah, it's that's part of the that's people are people are tweeting at me. I'm like, it's part of the deal. Like this is the, this is the that's why it's that's why this drug is not FDA approved, right? Like, I, like is that, that the first is, time we've kids we've called this a drug? I think it is a drug. I mean, my gosh! Like, I was with him on nine. I ran down there after I saw where he was. And the whole thing is just, it's, it's lunacy. I mean, he's, he's talking about, he's talking about his, whether his four iron or his three wood as a better, like what the launch angle is over this route and then under a branch. And he's trying to run it out there. And Greller's just like, I mean, everything you see and hear on TV is like how it, exactly how it plays out in real life. Greller's just like, why am I caddying for this guy? Uh, even though I've made a ton of money from doing it and he's won all over the planet. It, it's it, it's so, so much fun. And so it's got to be so stressful. I mean, just Spieth talked the entire... I walked with him up nine as he's making the triple. He talked the entire time up to the ninth green. And you're like, I'm stressed. And I have no investment. I mean, I have, a, I, I have no financial investment in it. I have an emotional investment, I guess. But... I don't know. I, th- I thought the, I thought, I mean, his birdie on 10 was just like, that's what he does is bounce back from triples with, with a birdie and, and get it back on track. So are you buying the inside the top 10 stat? We were talking about this on the way home. I, I'm a, I, I'm the one that's been pushing it, but I'm a little like, I, I don't know. I don't know if that plays. It, it's like, like the stat is true. Like I'm not disputing the, uh, like how true and accurate the stat is. I just don't think it matters. I just think if you also compare that to a lot of other events, guys who are inside the top 10 after the first round, probably win those events often as well. I just, I don't know if there's much to it. And especially when uh, like this course is hard, man. This is like, we're obviously not getting anywhere close to 20 under par this week. Like this is, there are such big numbers lurking. If somebody goes out and shoots a, you said it's 70 or a 69, they might gain five and a half shots on the field. You're telling me someone from 15th can't do, can't come back and win this thing. Yeah, I think that's right. And I think that 
You know, sometimes it's it's the makeup of who's in the top 10 that matters too. And it's like, is Christian Bezadenhu going to win the Masters? Maybe. Unlikely. I, I It's, you know, we would have said the same about Charles Schwartzel. But I think like, I don't know, DJ, if he shoots 68 on Friday, he's in it. You yep. know, JT, if he shoots 70 on Friday, he's in it. So I... This I, I love the stat because I, I, I actually do think it's a little bit unique to Augusta National, but I don't know if I'm necessarily buying it outside of Spieth and maybe I mean who else in the top ten do you think can win it? Reed? Reed. Um what about Hatton? Could Hatton win a Masters? God, he he's played so bad at the majors. I was surprised to see him up there. I really could, was. Could Webb win? Yeah. Yeah, we're looking at the I, think, I think there's, I think there's a couple guys who could win this thing. I think Webb could win. Um, I don't think Zalatoris can win. I don't think Siwoo can win. I don't think Kokrak can win. I don't think Harmon can win. I don't think Harmon can win. Hideki's interesting, but I, I just don't really believe in it. I think I think Webb can win the Masters. I really do. Um, if you like that, it's 18 to one. He's 18 to one over our friends at uh, William Hill. JT still being hung with a 12 to one number. He's one over. So that makes him eight back, but it makes him four back of second place. And um, he was, fi- it was, it was such a JT round. He was firing darts everywhere. Couldn't make a putt. Got a little couple bad breaks. Like it, it, he looked like vintage JT out there and he shot a one over. Well, that's, and that's uh, if you follow Joe Pita, who's uh, his Twitter handle is hilarious. It's like, at magic rat SF. He, yeah. <laughs> he does a lot of, he does a lot of strokes gain stuff at a, like at the masters with, with past masters. And he's written, he's been really big on this. JT does not put well at Augusta. Like he puts really badly at Augusta in non, like in April masters. He put it well in November. It's a different course, obviously. Yeah. So I think it's something to, to keep in mind. Now we saw this with the players, right? Like he, he out hit his putting. And mm-hmm. it eventually like resulted in a 66, 65 weekend or whatever he shot there. It's hard to do here. I think it's harder to do here um, just because of some of the, I mean, I was on one today, dude, and Rom hits this shot. I don't know if you saw Rom into one. He hits it to like 18 feet. I'm like, oh, this is a pretty good shot. He ends up 30 yards away. Oh, it just, it just kept rolling on him, right? Was that the one? Yeah, and it didn't even. Yeah. There was a little spin on it, but it wasn't like it didn't like zip off the green. It just was kind of spinning a little, and you're like, man, your your margin for error. I think generally at Augusta, but especially this week, is a joke. I mean, it is a joke, and that's why that's why you look at Rory and you're like, yeah, I don't see it because the iron play is just not there. And everybody yeah. was everybody's yelling about speed early in the week. I'm like. I, I understand what you're saying, but the iron play is there. Like he is hitting his irons the way that you have to hit them on this course in this week. And it, and that's kind of how it played out on, on Thursday. Well, we're, we're going to get you out of here real quick with, uh, I know you got other obligations, but we, we got to talk about the guy. I mean, the cut line is going to be super sweaty tomorrow. I, I'm thinking we are getting, or I'm not thinking our friends over at, at data golf projecting this to be about four over about half the time. It's kind of hovering between that four over and five over, depending on how much or how difficult the course plays on Friday, which means Bryson DeChambeau right there around the number. Patrick Cantlay horrible has work to do. 
Adu, Sung J M on the wrong side of it, Rory right there. I mean, there, there are some big names that unless they go in potentially a different direction on Friday, we're not going to see on the weekend. Yeah. I mean, I think I keep going back to DJ. I thought he, I thought he was kind of gutsy and then he just gave it away at the end. Yeah. I don't, I don't think he has best stuff right now. Um, I I'm fascinated by him. Bryson was horrible for for pretty much all day. Can I, uh, this is probably a longer conversation, but do you, I was, I was watching Bryson and I'm just like, I'm wondering what it is about Augusta national. And I'm wondering if it is potentially his lack of creativity, KP, like, like he, I think he is by design, not creative, right? You have like the engineer or the artist and he is trying to be 100% the engineer. And this is a course that really requires a lot of creativity, especially this week in these firm and fast conditions. I, I don't have another reason of why, he seems to struggle so much. He was way, he was flying balls 15 yards further than the number. Like, I, I, I don't know what's happening. That's interesting. I, I think the counter is like, I think Wingfoot requires creativity. Yeah. Probably. I mean, and, and it's, it, I, I don't know. I think it's a little different because Wingfoot's not as, um, it's a different kind of creativity. It's not as undulated as Augusta. Augusta is more like Shinnecock, right? Where it's like, it, I mean, the elevation change is, is crazy. I mean, you look at nine, you look at 10, like all these different holes. Wingfoot's creativity is more like the, in the green complexes that they might be even crazier than at Augusta National. So I think what you're saying is like, maybe like, can he not play hilly golf course? That sounds stupid. And it sounds like a very like simplistic thing. Uh, it, it sounds like an oversimplification of the problem, but like, does he have an elevation uh, change problem? Like with his distance, like, is that not in the algorithm? It's like, it's like if you throw a grain of rice into the motherboard, the whole thing fries, right? It's this little <laughs> tiny thing, but it's like, uh, I, he, he can't, can't compute. I don't know, man. It's, it's uh, yeah. Producer Jacob actually brings up a pretty good point for single, single length irons on Hills, no greens books. Those are the two well, things that, that Bryson relies on quite a bit. And Spieth has talked about this. He's talked about how he loves Kapalua and he loves Augusta because they require you to be super athletic and not as um, like he, he's, he just talks about how he like turn. I don't know if turns his mind off, but he just doesn't think as much at those places. And Bryson, I mean, I, I don't know if it's true, but he, he believes that his skill is thinking a lot. And so I, I just, I wonder, I, I think it's a, I think what you're saying is a really good point. And I just, I don't know if I believe in him there. Like I even come, I mean, we talked about it earlier this week. I, I was pretty hesitant and I don't really know why, like I, I can't pinpoint why, but I think what you're saying is, is maybe the actual reason. Oh, well, obviously we're going to see uh, a sweaty cut uh, from, Bryson DeChambeau and everybody else, all the big names on Friday. Uh, Before we get out of here, the coach, he is going to have some round two matchups on the early edge podcast tomorrow. I see in the comments, people are asking about potentially some outrights to hit. I'm still kind of a Paul Casey believer further down the board at 50 to one. He bogeyed both 13 and 15, the two par fives, uh, some of the easiest holes we have out there. So for Will Brinson, if you want to go really, really deep, my guy, uh, I'm still a believer in Paul Casey at 50. What about uh, what about Morikawa? Can you pull that back up, producer Jacob? Morikawa at thirty three. I was talking to somebody today who was like, "Colin Morikawa's not going to win the Masters." Like he he he, his skill with 
like on these greens is just not there. I, and I don't, I don't know if I'm in on that take. Like I, I, I think he can, I think he's somebody who can out hit his putter for the most part and make, and just make enough. I, I don't know. Maybe that's dumb. I, I think he's interesting. He finished it. I think he shot 73 as well. Yeah, I, I, I am, uh, I would not that I w- wish, uh, poor play on Justin Rose, but if he wants to go out and shoot like a two or three over and just open this thing wide up on Friday, heading into the weekend, I'm here for it. <laughs> I think he will at some point. I just, I, I think he, even the way he's, he was talking, you're like, I don't know if he believes he's going to win the Masters. Yeah. Yeah. He was, he looked like he had stole something. He was a kid. He looked like he was almost embarrassed at the score that he put up because nobody saw it coming. It was, hey, what's, what's Rom at? Is he even, uh, John Rom is at yes. Even par he's T 13. He's three back of second. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. He hit it pretty good. He's 12 to one. I followed him. I followed him and Rory and Xander for a while. And the Rory stuff is just like, what What are we doing? I don't know. It's, it's got, it, it has to infuriate. I mean, I watched them hit on eight and he just, Rom hits a bomb. Xander hits a, just a laser. And then Rory's just, it, it's almost, it's, it's more impressive than those guys. And those are two of the best drivers in the world. And you're like, he's about to shoot 39, even after mm-hmm. hitting like that. And it's just got to be so frustrating for him to 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 try to get around that place with just a not great uh, game from the fairway in. I mean, he's just he 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 doesn't he doesn't hit it. He it, it doesn't. I mean, it looks a lot better than speed, but he doesn't hit his irons well enough to to contend there. At least right now, I think he I think he has the ability to. But it, it it's not there right now, and it's just got to be it's got to be frustrating for him. It's all about getting the ball in the cup at the end of the day. We'll keep a close eye on everything moving forward. Obviously, we'll be back after each and every round of the Masters to break it all down. But for now, let me thank producer Jacob doing all the hard work behind the scenes. Let me thank Kyle Porter joining us from Augusta National. You can find him on Twitter at Kyle Porter CBS or in your favorite meme. You can find me at Rick Run Good. This has been the first cut, and we'll catch you next time. When you have sports mixed with your pop culture, along with humor and celebrity interviews, your earbuds are enjoying the Rich Eisen Show. Dan Orlovsky, are you still a Jaden Daniels is the best quarterback available in the draft guy? I think the three things that make it stand out for me are, number one, I think his ball placement versus man coverage is the best in the draft. Every quarterback in the NFL is accurate. He's got the best on tape. Number two, most transferable stuff to the NFL. And then I think the third thing is pocket peace. Search for the Rich Eisen Show on YouTube or wherever you listen.